0: People on the and when I get nervous, I walk, and usually I speak too quickly. so people understand it, you; they just
1: keep it to yourself and pretend you didn't. I'd be very, very careful who you talk to you about that, because the person who wrote that is dangerous.
0: Yeah, we're going to start out off the episode with a bunch of formerly banned words. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, perfect. perfect. Uh, but now I don't even remember what I, I, I uh, texted to Keegan after his gravel race initiation. But it was something like ha- uh, hashtag pound, <laughs> pound sign, pound, yeah. Pound, p- pound more water? Pound more water, yeah. No, no, no. I think it, uh, um, I believe I, I texted him the hashtag optimal hydration protocol.
1: Ooh. Oh! Oh! Yeah, yeah! Yeah! And then
0: hashtag yeah. evolutionary pacing strategy, <laughs> which I commented on. <laughs> sounds like it
1: takes a really long time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're basically but, a different species once you get to the back. But by, by the time you're done with the race, you're just yeah. and, and obviously
0: he now is different for having done that. I
1: I was kind of interested in what the updated. Um, I don't know knowledge base out there is on hydration because i haven't looked for a while okay. nor did it help when i originally looked in fact it took me probably two years to figure out that everything i was ever told was not the thing that actually works yeah and i i specifically i had a conversation with you where i think you saw my bottles and you were like how much did you drink and i was like oh uh, half a bottle and you're like yeah I was like, how much did you drink? And it was something similar, like hardly anything. And then it was kind of like, do we not tell anybody this on purpose? Because I quit talking about it when I don't. The big scheme of it is like whenever I tried to hydrate according to a protocol, um, every symptom of everything got worse so, yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i followed your rules and
0: um i i, I shit myself <laughs> i nearly puked i cramped i had to stop it was great thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your protocol your this protocol. Shit cramp
1: protocol <laughs> yeah so this subject is kind of i mean i i never wanted to touch it because it's kind of it sucks the, a i guess we could start with like a uh We'll just ruin it. There is no answer to any of this stuff. Like, there's no solution to it. There's no actual proven solution that if you do X, this won't occur. Yeah. And by um, X, it's probably involuntary muscle cramps are the worst part of it.
0: Right. And that may or may not be related to hydration. Correct. Electrolyte imbalance. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it seems pretty
1: inconclusive. I'll Uh, say this, just to make a a note on that. I don't think fixing it has to do with hydration protocol. I think bad hydration practice influences it negatively. I can go with that. Yeah. That's what I, in my experience, that's the best thing that I can figure out is that you can't solve the problem by paying attention just to electrolyte balance and osmolity, um, but you can make it worse by not paying attention to it. Yes. (laughs)
0: And the way to fix it is appropriate intake of intensity and volume um, in preparation for the events. Because it's rare that uh, folks cramp in training. Mm -hmm. It's always on on race day. day. It's always on performance day. It's always because intensity is greater than you prepared for. Because yeah. you're reacting to mm-hmm. somebody else's, you know especially on a
1: bike. And could you're... we say that intensity, like intensity being obviously a, a partition of effort, but also that somewhere along the line in long efforts, that raises the intensity. Even if it, your mechanical effort doesn't go up, the distance causes it to be a higher percentage of effort. I guess we could... Is that...
0: <clears throat> throw, i'm talking about, i mean you want to throw that confusion in the water yeah oh okay i, I mean i, I think no. it's easier for people to understand like a, a clear delineation between i i know exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah. um have experienced it, i know it in my <laughs> you know deep down into my okay. internal organs but <laughs> um but i think people do better with a clear delineation between you know what is intensity what is volume Okay, so, yeah, I don't want to confuse
1: mm -hmm. on that. All I'm saying is, like, when I go into a race or or when I go for a long effort... Even if I don't change my pacing, the effort catches up in an intense way. I should say. Yes, <laughs> and that's there the we intensity. go. Yeah, the intensity so, yeah, right, is yeah. when you
0: cramp so bad that you just get pulled down under your bike seat,
1: like you're like you're being shot from a slingshot. <laughs> like <laughs> <because> <laughs> a, I believe there's a really good video of uh, like a sniper compilation of him taking shots at people, like during oh, okay. marathons, running and their hamstring cramps that look like they get shot. <laughs> yeah. That that, that is exactly what it feels. And I would say that this is, on the hydration subject, um, the, the hardest part to overcome or the hardest part to learn because you have to learn it by feeling it. Um, there's no way to steer clear of it. When yeah. I hear the best athletes in the world still talk about cramping during the end of races, I get, well, I guess it's kind of reassuring, right? To a point. <laughs> Except... <laughs> If you have ever had a really bad scenario where your muscles actually lock up and you're unable to continue at a rate that is anything but despicable, then yeah, then you'll probably try to fix this thing so now you'll start doing some some reading and then you'll
0: realize there is no solution and that that okay, I can mix this drink which has and I I and I, I get the. These two terms, osmolality and osmolarity, mm-hmm. can fuse. and If I just you know scroll forward in my notes, I can probably figure it out. But um, I think it's a percent,
1: oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah it but if you right. but
0: if you match it, mm-hmm. you know, so that you know, the gastric emptying is not impaired, um, the cramps don't go away. I was like like you said, it's, it, hydrating is not a solution, but a lack of you know appropriate hydrating can be a contributing factor. Can be, not always. Can we
1: categorize that then as self-care because it's a multiple. Yeah. I like to use the word hygiene. Hygiene. Ooh, yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's like. Endurance hygiene. R- endurance hygiene. Race day hygiene.
0: Okay. Or whatever. Because it is, it's, you're looking after yourself. Yeah. yeah. In some way. So, yeah. Um, And I I think, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I don't, oh, what do pe- I haven't like looked at any forums or internet talk about hydration and so long. like, I don't even know. Did, did people come around to the idea that the, um, that, that some commercial interests influenced some scientific papers. Did they figure that out? That That
1: is coming around. I mean, and recently it's really broken ground. I mean, I, I looked up hydration protocol just to like (laughs) want (laughs) to shoot myself. Yeah. The first thing I got was from Dr. Mercola. And I was like, Dear God. I'm not, like, okay. But I, I have say, I mean... Top uh, athlete. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, on, the, on the side, when you joked about like, oh, have you run across any sites? Um, I think Gatorade is still trying to do the thing. They're just a little bit more quiet about it. Yeah. Because it is becoming legal action now, actually. Really? Yeah. So, um, and actually between, <laughs> between CrossFit, CrossFit took Timothy Noakes kind of... Uh, I don't charge. Yeah. I would say. And they kind of, it matched their battle. So they basically took all of his stuff and they're charging on with like going after Pepsi Cola and Coca-Cola because they own Gatorade or whatever. Yeah. One owns one and the other one owns Powerade. Pepsi. yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi I think is uh, Gatorade. Yeah. Coca-Cola is uh, Powerade. But um, they just got a cease and desist letter actually because they, they, they took the Gatorade logo uh-huh. and made it say hydra <laughs> Oh, hy- hyponatremia. Yeah. Natremia. Yeah. And so they got some cease and desist letter for bad branding or whatever. And CrossFit stood their ground. They said, we would love for you to bring legal action because we would love to do discovery. And it was like, oh, f- fuck. <laughs> so when people don't know that Gatorade is behind the whole hydrate, 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 pushing hydration in sports, um, that actually goes against what the original study said about hydration, about the winner being the most dehydrated. Yeah, um, I mean it's 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 funny because I look back and I pulled some of this
0: from Noakes' book, um, some of these statistics, and uh, it, it it's it's it, it's pretty funny. In 1908, a guy ran a 2:36 marathon and said, "I only chew gum. I take no drink at all." Hmm. Jim Peters uh, had the world record in the marathon and. Said in 1957 that every every effort should be made to do without liquid. Hmm. Um, neither uh, Zatopek nor Bakila drank during the Olympic marathon in 1952 or
1: 1960,
0: and both won. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, Jackie M- Meckler, um, who won the Comrades Marathon five different times, and that's a I think that race is 50k.
1: Fifty k, sixty so k, sixty k. Yeah, so I know so it's so over.
0: So. It's over a marathon. Yeah, but and they run it. You know, one year it's kind of the uphill version. The next year it's the downhill Back version then, or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, and, and so he went, and that, go, that goes on for a while. He said, "I only had a drink after thirty or forty kilometers." So, marathon being forty-two, you know, apparently you don't really need a drink from nineteen twenty-one <laughs> to nineteen eighty-one. Oh, it's ninety k. Um, the comrades. Oh. So it was 54 miles. Uh, So from 1921 to 1981, Comrades Marathon runners hardly drank during the event and evidence does not show that they were dropping from dehydration, which is pretty awesome. Um, And then uh, there's a... um, uh, in, in 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 Tim's book uh, this guy Amby Burfoot, uh, describes participating in David Costell's hydration study wherein he lost nine pounds off of his 138 pounds starting weight during the 1968 Boston marathon which he won in t- to 2217 according to modern science he should not have been able to do so and I I do have modern science in quotation marks <laughs> like the you know the the sarcastic quotation marks Um. And there's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's crazy that, um, you know, with sort of the advent of what, so, you know, so-called modern hydration drinks and consumption, you know, to prevent dehydration and all this stuff that was coming around in the 70s when I think it was, I think, uh, it was the company that's, in, quote, invented, unquote, Gatorade's Shackley or something, maybe. And I'll mm-hmm. find it in here. But uh, um, so all that stuff got, you know, started getting pushed um forward with the hydration and um in, in performance improvements in the marathon mostly occurred from 1920 to 1970 and that was 1920 somebody ran 232 and 1970 it was down to 209 um and that's so those performance improvements happened when at a time when runners were not drinking that much fluid during the mm-hmm. races and now despite um like way more people mm-hmm. being involved in the sport itself because up you know Marathon's fucking crazy back then. Now it's like, you know, all the time. Um, so there's a lot more people doing it. Uh, and you know, what? There's like seven minutes that have come off the record since the 209 yeah. that was set in 1970. Like you'd think that if people are all fucking hydrated and <laughs> sciency and carbohydrated and you know, and they got those new Nike shoes loaded, and they've got like a super <laughs> pop from their shoes. Four percent faster could be eight, never know. <laughs> got to try, see if you know. Get in line to buy a pair. It like you'd think that okay, well, so now that we know so much, people should be going faster, but it turns out not to be the case. So clearly, hydration is not the key to you know improve performance, especially at that level, or certainly at that level.
1: Well, I, I would claim that, that it's the, event. It, we're just good at marketing it. We actually still don't know anything about it. I, I mean, because the argument goes like they, <laughs> that yeah. most, you know, what are the problems that come from dehydration during event? Yeah. I, I mean, I would try to list those first. Like, what are they? Like, true dehydration. You're talking about like yeah. killing over. So you're talking about heat stroke you're talking about like uh, kidney com- damage you're talking about exactly like the opposite of basically what urine. also happens when you hydrate too much which the same things kind of happen
0: i think it's so much safer and 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 has less of an impact on performance to be dehydrated than, than yes than hyper hydrated right um the it, it it it's funny the 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 study uh, uh the That Windham and Stridham study from 1969, upon which most of the sports drink industry was founded, um, showed a result opposite um, to the conclusion that they made in their sales pitch, which you you did mention. I mean, it's pretty funny because their study showed that runners who did not drink during a 20-mile race ran faster despite higher body temperatures Mm -hmm. than those who drank more. And... So I'm just thinking if, you know, if, if performance improvements in events of like, you know, let's say, you know, they're, they're looking at a 20-mile race um, in events of similar intensity and duration is the objective, then not drinking hmm. is actually like the performance-enhancing action to take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it, you know. Uh, I mean, th- I, I noticed it personally on accident. And so- there's been studies. And so so somebody else had reached that. So that study was 69. Somebody else had... Um, had come to the same conclusion in 1967, and many other studies have produced similar results since then, um, up to as recently as 2011. It's not that long; like that's quote modern knowledge. Nothing has right. changed in the last eight years. No, and most really,
1: yeah, most of the idea, especially supplement wise, it's based on bad science. Like it's based on the the same bad science that like There's a couple of companies. I mean. You mentioned osmolality or osmolarity. Uh, There's a couple companies that are really trying to stick to that, thinking that at least it would help. If you are going to hydrate, you can stay clear from at least doing further damage by not diluting the actual electrolyte balance in your body, which is true to a point. Yeah, I think, but like... When you start to look up this stuff, and I did because the first, well, the first time I ever felt it was in a half Ironman, and I was, what in the fuck is this? Like my legs don't work. That doesn't make sense. Like I had it wasn't of, it wasn't cramping. And it well, it was. It, oh, okay. I mean, my quad okay. was sucked into my groin basically uh, for Ouch. two and a half hours straight. Yeah. So I dealt with that for a little bit, but the, uh, but I had overhydrated probably taken in an unbalanced amount of salt or sodium or you know electrolyte balance i had under eaten and then when it happened i over ate so like you get shunting to the gut you're pulling blood. there's all sorts of other things but the biggest thing was i was not used to the distance that was the first time i had ever ran over a 5k and i was running a half marathon after you know three and a half hours of biking and swimming so When I looked at it, I was like, oh, I picked the easiest thing, which I think is what companies have done. Like, no, don't, you know, change the thing that's free, which is increase volume and get your body used to that duration of muscle contractions. It's buy this thing and drink it or put, you know, put this in your, you know, dip your gummy bears in salt or whatever the, the trick is. And so I tried doing that. Um, so I bought all the sciencey stuff. I mm-hmm. bought all the drinks, the hammer, uh, I bought, I ended up, um, what did I get? And then I started racing bikes and I was using all this stuff. I was fine. Like you mentioned during training because I wouldn't drink in training. Like I wasn't worried about it cause I could just go home. Like I don't need to spend, you know, $20 on powder. So I would just ride really hard for three to four hours and I would get home and I would recover and I would have, I mean, maybe I would cramp up later that night or I'd get these like weird, you know, Charlie horse kind of things in the middle of the night but by that time i had been pounding water um to try to rehydrate and and, and eating real food yeah not not more powder not more powder and then during the next race i would do i would for sure cramp up but i would be drinking all this stuff that i would and then i just like i risked it one time i put it in my bottle just in case and i was just like you know i'm just going to do what i do in training no issues whatsoever during the race and i thought I'm not going to talk about this because there's so many people shouting about hydration and, you know, drink, drink, drink and do all that. But it does not work for me. And I think that was the first time when I saw yours and had that conversation. I'm like, you don't drink water either. You're like, well, uh." (laughs) yeah, I, I, uh, that whole period of time when uh, I parroted
0: the American College of Sports Medicine Mm -hmm. guidelines when I wrote Extreme Alpinism, Uh which for, you know, whatever it was, 15 years or something, they were saying that, you know, 600 to A thousand milliliters (laughs) an hour. So, 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 you know, basically up to a liter an hour. And that was what we were, you know, this idea we were trying to follow in the
1: mountains. Wait, was Um, this the 63 hour push?
0: Well, so that doesn't, um, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Or sure, but I'm thinking, like, if you you do the math, I just drank
1: 63 liters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm mighty weighted down. I mean, the idea we were trying to 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 stay. Uh, the, the the issue there is that because it's high and it's cold, less humidity in the air. you're losing more water via mm-hmm. respiration. You're excreting via your kidneys. Mm-hmm there's no, there was no sweating right. except for the evil fear sweat, you know, that kind of comes out like right along the center of your spine and <laughs> down your butt the, crack, d- then kind of <laughs> trickles down your butt crack later. And you're just like, man, I'm scared. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Um, Sweaty palms. Uh, it, it's, so there was, so you are at risk in those conditions of actually losing more mm-hmm. than you might through sweat because you're breathing more. Yeah. And, uh, Um, But there's, but there's no way to carry it. And so this was the, you know, my idea was like, okay, here's the, this is the, the ideal is 600 to, you know, uh, to a thousand, I mean, to, to a liter an hour, six tenths of a liter to a liter an hour, they were saying was ideal. I bought, you know, I swallowed that hook. And so it's what we were trying to do, but, but circumstantially we couldn't. Whereas somebody who's running an ultra endurance race absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a well supported race where you just run by these tables, you stop, <laughs> you drink a bunch of shit, you, you know. But then you look at the people who are winning those races
1: and they are they are running through the feed zones, not stopping to Yeah. The you know, most I see mm-hmm. is like a sip and a splash on the rest of your face kind of deal. Yeah. And that sucks to do with Gatorade. Oh man. So yeah, on the bike <laughs> that that is
0: that does I have you know, one bottle is always straight water and mm-hmm. has only ever had water in that bottle, mm-hmm. and the other one is going to have, some, mix. Stuff. Gonna some, gonna have some stuff, some sciencey stuff, some um, sciencey stuff. So the so the 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 uh, ACSM they revised their guidelines in two thousand seven. Um, so for, it went from you know six hundred to twelve hundred milliliters an hour, and then they revised it down to four hundred to eight hundred, which is the figure that Noakes had determined was roughly you know close to ideal. Yeah. You know, as early as 1988 was when he
1: was talking about that. We, we so, should we should state that like they changed it not because for the good of science, but because people were fucking dying. Yeah, and they yeah, they basically got
0: they got caught out. Yeah, And 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 the you know, you're a, a, a body an organization whatever whose whose uh word people believe. And they take it as kind of gospel, you better fucking be right. It, you know it because because nobody wants to like no. oh yeah you go to the mountains you you're there's you know or you do certain sports you there there you are accepting a certain amount of physical risk mm-hmm. but to run do an ultra endurance run of some kind mm-hmm. you know let's say 50k you know because i mean we could say marathon but let's not Less, yeah. uh, but but the thing is it is the most steady distance well yeah so because the in mo- this case and
1: probably the most amount of like probably not properly trained people will, will, will participate in it. Right. Because they're, they're not going to go, oh, 50K? Yeah. It's, you know. It's long enough to get the uh, hubris going, but not long enough to be dangerous. Yeah. <clears throat> or so and the, they thought. And the, thi- and the right. thing is, like, the,
0: the, the, the people who are at the greatest risk are not the people up front. Hmm. Like, you're running, you know, under two and a half hours, you don't have time to stop and drink. Yeah. And therefore, you don't. It's like you said, sipping a splash, um, and that's, and it's two and a half hours. Of course you're going to make it. You know, the, obviously mm-hmm. there are some, there will be some races in certain climatic conditions where more intake is, is more appropriate, but mm-hmm. the people who are jogging though, the people who are doing the, you mm-hmm. know, finishing a marathon in four, four hours, or five hours, six yeah. hours, those are
1: the ones who are at risk of you know, drink, drinking into, you know, putting too much in there. Stopping every mile because that's generally what the the thing is. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, how I saw it because I've kind of fallen into the same trap is like, what can I do to make this feel better? Like, it, I feel so terrible. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm totally unconcerned with my finishing place. Like, I literally am in survival mode and I think a lot of people get to that in endurance events, especially popular ones. I mean, even Rebecca's uh, private Idaho, I had the same like, man, I have not cramped that bad. And I knew exactly what it was this time. But when I got to those booths, it was so, uh, I don't know if it was so attractive to be like, man, maybe they have the thing that I could take that would make this go away. And I know better. I know why. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, they did have aspirin or they had some kind of ibuprofen or something. Okay. Actually, I didn't take it because I didn't think my stomach could handle it. But, that there's that thought of like i'm like will that sciencey medicine like work will that shape like what is the it's a hammer perpetual or whatever there's this salt stuff there's gummy bears maybe if you just take your watch off your left (laughs) wrist and put it on your right wrist
0: (laughs) because it's been a it's an imbalance obviously that's why you're cramping more on that one side than the other because the extra oh i eventually
1: cramped on every side (laughs) all around (laughs) systematically (laughs) they that that to me made me realize how, like how confusing it is. I'm somebody who has gone through the experience once. I've learned that the answer is not found on the internet, that the answer is only found through self-preparation, like testing it yourself and seeing yeah. how you react. And I handle some things really well. Like there is a product that I will use for sure on endurance events. And I know that it works because I've tested it in training. Yeah. That being said... I know that it's more or less the preparation, not the thing that I'm taking. It'll help. It'll, it'll stop me from um, you know, completely locking up, but I'm still going to feel the tingles when I do too much too fast. And what I really need to pay attention to on long distances are how hard is my effort up front? Like especially if yeah. I'm not used to the six and seven hour range, I shouldn't be going out at two hour pace. Like that seems like I should be okay, but it is not okay. And it's also, and then it's also really hard to respect that
0: mm-hmm. when, you know, a, as, uh, fuck, it might've been, might've been Scott Johnston who actually said this to me once and it stuck with me. He's just like, everyone feels good at the start of the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so everyone <laughs> is just fucking charging. Yeah. And some of them can charge that hard and tolerate yeah. later on, you know, deeper into the race. Oh, for sure. Because they're, they have adapted themselves by way of training uh, to, to, to address all of those circumstances, yeah, but then you get like, I'd you know, say mountain bikers especially, like because the whole shot is a thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. and cyclocross, yeah. and and it's not necessarily on. I mean, so the state, you know, the uh, the stage race that I did at Rebecca's private Idaho last year, um, yeah, that's start in the morning. Mm. It's you know, it's kind of a wide dirt roads. It might have been a mile ish, mm. and then it's whew, single track. And you're like, uh, and then okay. maybe you're not moving up after, you know, for a yeah, while. while. You're behind some people. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, I mean, you know, if, if if they got too aggressive at the start and realized it, and then they hear you coming up, you know, everybody was super polite. Um, yeah. that, that I was able to catch um, in, to, to move out of the way, mm-hmm. um, as was I when I got caught from behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but. Yeah, so the whole shots a thing, and and there's this, but but I think it's more of the collective energy of like it's just like tension builds, tension builds, yes. tension builds in the week and days prior, and then yeah. the you know the gun goes off or they blow the whistle or they shoot a cannon or whatever. And you the forget fuck. everything and, that you've learned in training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and but you also in training one of the things that you never do in training is get like a too short warm up and then go hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You would never do yeah. that to yourself. You're no. just like, okay, I'm gonna go hard today, and so um, I'm gonna warm up maybe for an hour. Yeah. Before I do the work that I need to do. Whereas in a race, it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, it's six o'clock in the morning. It's super fucking cold. I don't really want to warm up that much.
1: You know, and then, th- then. So I've been doing. So somebody, I mean, they even called me out on it today. I've been, before I've been doing like CrossFit training, which yeah. typically is you show up, you do five minutes of stretches and dynamic <laughs> bullshit, and then you max out on some lift, and then you go zero to 60 into some, I mean, Terrible between 12 and 20 minute workout. Yeah. That is for sure beyond what you've warmed up for. So I've been going earlier and like warming up for 45 to an hour. Yeah. And I like, I'm able to go so much faster and treat it differently. And people look at it like it's insanity. Like, oh, make it, you already trained before the training? I'm like, no, I just did some long stuff. Like today yeah. was 50 minutes of running an air bike and then I okay. went into this terrible workout. And you know, I didn't feel really good because we trained late last night. but it's that same thing that you just said. like I train a certain way, but then when I show up on the day, it's like balls out zero to 60, and I don't respect the fact that I, I usually give my body a chance to warm up properly. Yeah. And, and that's that's something that goes wrong too. And on our on the Rebecca's private Idaho, I knew where I was. I knew that I was unprepared. And I thought that I would be safe by letting the lead group go. But then I got, you know, it was tantalizing to jump on to the second group <laughs> and try to think that I could keep up with them. Like it was just, it, it was too much of an ego blow to let every group go and just go at my own speed that I know that I could go. Yeah, It's like you can't, you can't do that. And so by two and a half hours in, it was kabloom like it was all over before it even started and once you go that deep there's no getting it out you just have to rest and recover and that's kind of what happened with my friend uh jason last week when we went down to moab i rec i could see it in his eyes like we were two hours and 30 minutes in or something and about to get to the major climb <laughs> yeah. and he was taking so long and i was like are you okay it's like my legs they don't move they're all cramped up and i was like how much water have you been drinking and he's like oh i drank my whole camel back. and i'm like oh my gosh, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. we're going home. Like, yeah. uh, We, we and need we just, to turn around. And It's it's not going to do him any good to make this pain. And he's a hard-headed person. Yeah. I had to kind of talk him into it. But it's not going to be any, it's not going to be physiologically good for him to to ride on locked up muscles. And it's not going to be fun for me to wait every like, you know, half mile for 15 minutes for him to catch up to me. Yeah. It'll ruin the experience for both of us. So, in that lesson i was just like i forgot to pass down the information that i know cuz i take it for granted i learned it for myself and i don't try to like teach everybody yeah but this was a useful thing that i probably saw coming and kind of ignored because again it's hard for me to talk about hydration because it goes against what most people recommend and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, but but there's another
0: sort of piece to that is just like okay if you try and like we found out in the mountains but it's also okay right in the desert same thing mm-hmm. you know in a way that if you try to drink as you can't carry enough to follow the rules
1: <laughs> yeah right right like yeah, you, yeah. There, there's just that saves you
0: there, there, yeah. it does save you and mm-hmm. and um i mean that same ride so was, the few days earlier i had been on that same stretch of road as you guys were on mm-hmm. and like i took a first drink from my bottle in an hour and 25 minutes in like I was partially because I only had taken like 20 ounces with me Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up I ended up going longer than I thought but I you know it was totally fine I mean to 20 ounce bottle I mean I did a uh yeah 50 mile mountain bike race and when we were in Michigan yeah which took you know uh three and a half hours or something just or maybe just under four but I just I started I you know one 26 ounce bottle and yeah i was fucked for the days afterwards but it was great during the race yeah bike, was, bike was like and plus i can't you know some terrain doesn't allow you to drink and then if you and then you uh like you can't pull the bottle yeah, from yeah, the yeah. cage you know there's um so that's where the you know the vest with the camelback would come into play but then mm-hmm. you've got more you that's adding some thermal issues yeah. Also, that you know, especially in, in like last summer in the desert, I, you know, had a couple of rough experiences with mm-hmm. losing more water than I could take or intake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would start out. eventually got this vest, and you know, I'd freeze my Camelback. Yeah. Before okay. I put it in, and then have this like foil sleeve that it goes in to keep it, and then and that would keep water cold for you know the the last water that I would drink out of it. You know that 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 bladder that i carry is only like a liter mm-hmm. Let's put it you know a bottle on the one bottle on the bike and I have that and i've got like a couple of flasks that i freeze that go in these chest pockets mm-hmm. which now i don't have the thermal issue right because i have the cold have, sort of built in built in cooling for a while and yeah that's going to go away but um it, and then the, the bottle on the bike is the liquid one that one has to get drunk first because it's going to be fucking 95 degrees <laughs> liquid temperature pretty quick and that better be just water yeah and not any kind of liquid but then if you start putting or not any kind of uh drink mix in there but then if you start you know putting drink mix in bladders then that's that's also not that great you know long
1: term with
0: because they're tough to clean and
1: yeah i was thinking that actually yeah that's (laughs) my big thing with like (laughs) There, there's something uh, I think a lot of people. The the more important thing is something that you kind of passed over is the thermal regulation. Yeah, like, and when I see people um, doing endurance vents in hot environments, and Kona is probably the notable example because there's you know every year there's a couple thousand people that do it or whatever. <laughs> um, you you see that the the guys who are doing the best are taking care of their body temperature by external hydration <laughs> like they put more water and ice on their body than they actually take into their body which reduces your perception which is a big player in your contraction rate so that, i mean when you're talking about going down to the desert and do that i can't help but the fro. like i would think that the frozen camelback is reducing your body temperature making it so you actually need less water because of the perceived exertion that's that could that could be true okay. um but it's also,
0: so there's having an effect on, you know, my, my body temperature for sure for the first period of time. And generally when I do these things, I'm not the guy, A, I don't get up early anyway, but, <laughs> but B, it's usually I drive, you know, four hours down from here. So mm. I'm not starting my ride until, you know, I really like to finish my ride during the absolute peak temperature of the day <laughs> this is what it appears. And are you prehydrating? <laughs> trying okay you know like on the drive if i'm when i'm driving down you know i try to get you know two liters in Mm -hmm. with real food um you know during the drive okay uh but and and that is another that's a thing i mean keegan mentioned it something uh that he overhydrated on the friday before the race Mm -hmm. and i i'm guessing that that's a uh he omitted what he hydrated with. I was going to say that o- osmolality
1: was not perfect for the. I,
0: I was going to say it's a carbonated beverage of some kind. Probably has some hops in it. <laughs> you know, he so he he's super hydrated on that, and then woke up kind of feeling shitty, yeah. and then didn't drink enough on the morning of, and then see, and he also doesn't know yet, mm-hmm. and but when he listens to this podcast, he will know <laughs> that the greatest performance enhancement that you can do on the day. Is a bowel movement before you get on the start line the secret to endurance
1: exactly just just leave Duh. that big yeah it's an <laughs> immediate weight loss yeah that which means it has to go in line with my coffee and my other caffeinated beverages, got to get all that yeah, I have to basically wake up three hours before any race <laughs> yes yes, you do and there's and, sure. and and there
0: that is another piece of the hygiene part is figuring out okay, how do I get the calories you know because i've yes i ate enough last night Mm -hmm. but i've lost you know i've dipped in i've used tapped into some of my glycogen through the night so i need to try and replenish that before i start racing because you cannot once it's like i want to be as topped up as possible but Mm -hmm. i can't i can't eat like a bunch of food an hour before the fucking gun goes off
1: no i can't either i mean I'm, i'm better off being completely empty to be yeah, honest, if, because if, that's how I train. If so. that was the choice, yeah, yeah. If there was a choice between one hour
0: before <sighs> or or not eating any, you know, eating one hour before, or not yeah. eating at all, I'd, I would, same here, I'd not eat. Um, but I also know that, like, during the stage race last last summer, um, that yeah, I was getting up two and a half hours early, mm-hmm. and I was, and I just have, have a rule it's like, no, all the food on the day two hours before two hours
1: before Same. yeah i I have a minimum of two
0: three is better but i'd rather but that hour of sleep is better too yeah extra hour or whatever so Hmm. um but yeah if it's not you know two hours plus and then there's got to be coffee and then there's got to be you know elimination Mm -hmm. and evacuation and yeah and uh you know whatever like all of that
1: stuff has to be done taken care of i I know i wonder if there's I, i mean there there is there's correlated temperatures and amounts that you need to get in bare minimum for sure before it gets dangerous. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying don't drink water, but at the same time, don't drink as much water as you probably think that you should in order to actually, and obviously this is a test in test in training before you actually apply on the day. Cause this is, this is one of the things that I warned um, a friend of mine who's doing a, uh, an Ironman coming up in the summer is that, you need to practice eating, like that. That's a skill. Yeah. Like getting in, a what you can, what's palatable to you, and what's palatable to you in hour six and seven, and like, <laughs> yes. It, your your tastes change, and you should know. Okay, up front, I can handle a little bit more solid food, depending on the terrain. So I'm gonna try to get that up front, and then when I'm really dying, then I'm just shoving in whatever I can get, and hopefully it's not too like the goo thing for me texturally doesn't work like it's okay. just like if i wanted to throw up and lose some pounds to make the race like i'd be lighter on race day or i'm going yeah. up a climb then i would take a goo and i would just evacuate everything out that way but it it legitimately makes me try even to put it in my mouth so so
0: what i recommend like i i i think it's um I I also I mean I've had more than my fair share mm-hmm. of oh, carbohydrate sure. gels in my life and uh, <laughs> I can, um I can only I'd, imagine um but what I've been finding on the bike is the the better thing is like I get one of the containers mm. uh, like the gel flasks mm-hmm. that will hold five gels and it's four gels and water yeah and you, and so f- four, out, four yeah. gels plus one ounce of water because then I can squirt it in I don't have to suck it in. Yeah. And, and I actually can then put the trash in a yeah. appropriate place not rather on the road. than not, at, yeah. you know, as opposed to throwing it on the road. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll have the, the mix and the, you know, when I, uh, Sean did the nightmare tour last year and I, I crewed for him, you know, he had this one gel flask. He's like, only if I'm dying, because yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it had some mix of, I don't remember what he told me. It was on the podcast we recorded afterwards. Um, he said what was in it, and I don't remember. But I've got one of those gel flasks also, and it's generally it's it, it's going to be a, a chocolate flavored mm. gel um, and mixed with actual espresso For in sure the gel flask,
1: not orange sherbet flavored because. <laughs> yeah, I I, I yeah. still care I, like the, I think the thing that helped me, um, get sugar in is just those Coca Cola gummies, Okay. because they're not very sweet. They have kind of a tart feel to them okay and i can shove them in my cheek and they can dissolve oh and that like so i don't need to chew it because i can just shove it there and it, it'll like i can get about you must not be breathing that hard because i'm always afraid of it's like food in Suck my cheek in. that i'm gonna be like Whoa! well i so i <laughs> when i train i chew gum oh always okay. and it's because um at first i was just drinking water to wet my mouth i wasn't thirsty mm-hmm. it's just like i'm a fucking mouth breather so like <laughs> it dries out fairly quick. Yeah. And then I started chewing gum and I didn't need any water anymore. Interesting. And it works in twofold because if you ever pass somebody chewing gum, <laughs> yeah, it's demoralizing to them. Yeah. And then when I'm out of breath, I just tuck it in my cheek and then I can breathe just fine and there's something good about mentholatum opening up your sinuses or whatever okay there, there's a couple of things but so I got used to just like being like a fucking endurance chipmunk just shove that stuff shove in your cheek. cheek okay and the flavor profile of the coca-cola gummies is always bearable to me um outside of endurance no because I think I'll have like night terrors if I taste it outside of endurance sports <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's certain things like okay this is this has to be restricted to effort
0: activity or something because I can't like there was uh Two things happened on, uh, when we were in Pakistan in 1988. Um, there, uh, Barry and Kevin and Ward, they had, they had finagled this, you know, quite a good sponsorship gig from mm. a couple of different companies. And, and, uh, and one of them was Power Bar. Oh, um, Power Bar. At the time, they, Power Bar only made two flavors. <laughs> and we were, you know, or, because the, I, it was the malt, nut, and chocolate, and then there was the chocolate one. The wild berry, or whatever Ooh. it was, um, was still a year out, I think. Or maybe we had a few I can't, I can't remember but I cannot if I if I smell the original flavored power bar now I mean I can I can make myself puke I can drive yeah. Eve um, and Ooh. then the other thing is like we, the, um, Associated Grocers of Western Canada was one of the sponsors <laughs> and and so we went in this grocery store and and, uh, and and would just pick stuff out you know to the limit of the budget that they gave us, and mm-hmm. then they shipped it um, to Pakistan for us, which was awesome. Uh, but one of the things those guys got was red vines. Oh, like geez. they fucking love them, some licorice. You know, sometimes some yeah. of the black, but more of the red. Yeah. And it's like, man, this is these are calories, and I'm not going to, you know, and I need calories. But there's a lot here. I, I'm cured. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Still, I don't to need this to ever day, taste
1: that stuff. A Lara bar for me. It's it's even, it's not even an option.
0: Yeah. I Not, mean, there's there's there, there, was, yeah, there no. some, and, and you know, it's funny cause that's be- because Sean is, you know, uh, vegan. Mm. That's the, harder. The Lara bars is one of the, like, yeah. those are the, one of the ones. And, and so when I was handed in bars, you know, like at each stop that, you know, I'd be handed up bottles, handed out bars, and I was just handing these Lara bars and I'm just like, oh man, I could I can't do, I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. There's no way. I, I, but I also think, you know, the,
0: the all of the experimentation in these long races, like, Whatever, Logan and Jackson on the bike for nine and a half hours. The first year of it that I did tour park city, that was 170 miles mm-hmm. with more climbing than Logan and Jackson. And so I think that was an eight hour day and then it gets down, to, you know, when they, they reduced it to 150 miles. I think it was still around the six hour mark or something like that for, um. but I've, uh, I would have you know, my gel flask with the diluted gels in it. You know, that's, that's the emergency thing. That's when it's high intensity. That's when mm-hmm. you can't get anything down, but you have to get something down. Right. Um, and then I, you know, tried all different kinds of solid food. Um, you know, having roasted potatoes with, mm-hmm. you know, some rosemary and olive oil and salt, you know, in a Ziploc bag did that work? No. Okay. That one didn't. <laughs> that one Savory. Well, it no, Savory is for for me Savory's good. Yeah, yeah. Um and it but but the reason it didn't work is because it it did take too much like you couldn't mount, you know, it actually required teeth. Yeah. And I yeah. do remember at some point uh, I was in a group of four, we'd been dropped from the front group and we were in Wyoming and it was windy. It was before we got to Evanston in the Tour Park City and I'd just taken a pull on the front A bit too long probably yeah. And so i rotated to the back And I was And uh, You know I had a potato in my mouth oh my When two guys went up the road And it's all like, starchy it's, and sticky yeah, and, and I'm just like <laughs> and I'm trying to spit it out And like And, and the, I never saw those two dudes again like they were, they were just, <laughs> and I was just with the other guy. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry, I was not no. paying a close enough attention. So just having Thanksgiving uh, dinner over here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, now the mashed potatoes, <laughs> mashed potatoes and frosting, is cake frosting. Game. Yeah, that is okay. That's a concoction. Uh, it's also Cody Oates. Is that be co-
1: um, before Cody Oates. Yeah,
0: no, no, he, uh, he he is the one who related the story okay. actually, and and uh, they're doing like the. Like triple bypass or one, you know the the three big passes outside of Aspen or something. Yeah. and He's with a bunch of hitters because he used to race for that fifty two eighty team, um, and uh, and they were um, he'd run out. He was bonking, <laughs> you know. They were like an hour out, and that's too far to eat. Somebody hand him in the bag. Yeah, like what's this? And he's like, it's mashed potatoes and cake frosting, and so Cody like you know availed himself. <laughs> ate a bunch said he he said it felt like I just poured nitro into my brain and you know like whom, and he said, uh, yeah, that lasts about half an hour <laughs> and I, unfortunately, I ate it you know with two half hours before getting uh, home geez. so so an hour out he he ate it and he like got super like intense response you know to it and from it um and then, yeah and then blew up again and then fucking blew up again and then like limped in but um, so one of those so there's like different eating stuff and, and you know uh, I think the 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 homemade rice bar things you know or whatever rice cake rice mm-hmm. treat it's you know egg with bacon some parmesan mm-hmm. cheese it's an Alan Lim thing I think yeah. you put the recipe on the internet some years ago and and so you know I'd try that and the little, little sort of foil envelopes that you know make it easy to eat and easy to eat mm-hmm. only half and then close and then reopen Mm -hmm. and get at it again um that actually that worked really well and then i started drinking um i mean the the last two big long races that i did i just use unflavored pedialyte because sometimes i would uh, you know yeah i'd have my science stuff or whatever and that's before discovering the um the sarah stuff right yeah um but and and plus it's like oh you just go into any Walgreens you know any drugstore grocery store anywhere like, yeah. you can get fucking baby liquid yeah. so that's um, better than Gatorade and and it, it yeah the the f- no flavor fatigue from it mm-hmm. typically um one of the things like we we could you know drop some science here mm-hmm. uh and one of those things when we talk you know talk about fluid composition um it's a, the re- it's important because uh you know it it's unuseful to drink something that you can't absorb. Right. So it has to be close um, in composition to fluid in your, your body. So um, temperature between 59 and 72 degrees optimizes palatability and uh, mm. absorption. Yeah. yeah, that's not something you can control
1: generally. So I, good I, luck with I, that. I, I will say you can plan ahead. Right, like, sure, like you said, like, I okay. freeze the thing, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. freeze it, and then at a certain point, it'll be optimal to take, yeah. Um, it'll probably fall outside of that. But if I get if I do think ahead about like what my temperature of my bottle is going to be for the majority of my ride, it means I'll probably get more things in that I need to get in. I think, okay, it's like thinking ahead about the goo thing, like, yeah. oh, if I dilute it, I can squirt it, and therefore I don't have to get that yeah. gummy weird taste, yeah. So, I, I Yes, you can't control. And it only what takes it one hand. Where and yeah, you can obviously shoot
0: the gel, and you see it a lot. Um, you know, one handed, yeah. you can find it in your jersey. But uh, um, or maybe it's taped to your top tube and you like know. like a triathlete.
1: You know, damn! I like to lick the bottom of gummy bears and stick it to the top tube. Right. I'm just on a gravel yeah. bike. Are you joking? Are That'd you be kidding me? <laughs> <be disgusting>. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I actually actually finding the the, the
0: bottles um, the Camelback makes that have the little cap that goes over the cap. Yeah. For the dirt, I mean, and and actually, that whole thing started in you know when we were on movie jobs and riding overseas and Uh, be like, you know, oh, we're riding past these cow pastures and it's wet, and so there's probably (laughs) cow shit in this water (laughs) and it's getting you know sprayed up not only into my face, but it's covering my bottle, then I'm going to lick the bottle essentially when I. I
1: I specifically it, <laughs> I remember the conversation, and it was going up. It was like the second part of Vatusha, going up. But I, I, I saw the pasture, but I was more worried about the horse carriage because the yeah. horse carriage is on like whatever road, and it you know obviously manure drops, and then it rains, and then I was, I remember watching it like spray up and hit my bottle, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not drinking water today. Exactly, like I, <laughs> just
0: like fuck (laughs) (laughs) like the the shit that you don't think about or or, you know and then and and, and same thing you know anytime off road you know on a mountain bike or Mm -hmm. gravel bike or whatever and it's a bit muddy and or you know just dirty and whatever Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, and then we're, so we've got the, the temperature, uh, you know, the optimal temperature, <laughs> temperature and now, um, a carbohydrate concentration of two to 3%, mm. um, is ideal. Higher concentrations, limit absorption, the caloric density should be like 40 to 50 calories per 500 milliliters. Um, uh, a 100% maltodextrin or a maltodextrin fructose blend is mm. recommended.
1: Or oh. a fractionated barley extract, I think is a really good one.
0: I think there's some other stuff for mm-hmm. sure, and you know the Sarah is all rice based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's some things that are easier on the stomach, like, mm-hmm. I'd, like I like, you know, maybe I have OD'd on the maltodextrin, you know, over the years or whatever. Yeah. Um, like Selena can't tolerate it, you know. For, oh, really? Yeah. So, but that the uh, mm. the rice based stuff, she's 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 good with. Um, and then there's we could say that you know adding some electrolytes, so sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium, but not too much, can also help facilitate absorption. Yeah. And there's some and you can add that yourself. You can buy the the the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's pure glucose doesn't empty from the stomach very rapidly right. and can cause gastric
1: distress.
0: Um, so,
1: I we mean, need some sort of f- probably forty sixty. I think is the way people usually go. Okay, glucose fructose blend.
0: Yeah, I th- it, it it might be a bit less, but you know, too much fructose. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, it it it's um it it's not sixty forty, it's it's ninety ten oh. Malto to fructose or eighty twenty. So oh, somewhere okay. in that range. So it's not quite it's, as much as, as as what you recommended. I think okay. that's um and then and then this the, the whole electrolyte thing is is interesting because you know, people say, Oh you take this and you won't cramp, or take this yeah, and yeah. you'll you know, the water will be absorbed better, or take this and you know your food will become magic. <laughs> um or you know, whatever it is that they're trying to sell. Yeah. Uh and um, but electrolyte loss through sweat, I th- my sense, and much su- there's some science backing that up, is that, that it's not as great or as dire as is commonly believed or commonly, you know, proselytized by the marketeers right. um, who, try- who got some electrolyte shit to sell. And, um, and, 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 the f- and the way that I've tried to explain it, in, you know, to people in the past is that sweat contains fewer electrolytes than plasma, i.e. we lose more fluid than electrolytes. So it's more important to replace fluid than electrolytes. Basically, you can't sweat enough to cause a sodium imbalance in your body. Um, uh, and, and, and if you think that you're, you know, you're sweating, yeah, you're losing sweat, but you're also losing more fluid, or you're losing salt, but you're also losing more fluid than salt. So right. functionally, sodium levels are going up in your body. Right. Right. So it's um, the only way to cause. Um, like you, you can't sweat out so much salt that you develop hydra- hyponatremia. The only way to get it's adding the, too much fluid is putting in too much fluid, yep. um, and and uh, yeah, there's there's studies showing that there's no meaningful sodium deficiency that comes from sweating. Even though the are just like, holy fuck, my yeah. my jersey and my helmet and my, you know, whatever. <laughs> Effectively like, five pounds it, lighter, it, but. It, it, yeah, but all that shit is caked with salt and you yeah. just think like, oh, that used to be inside me. Yeah. I need to put it back inside or put more inside or, but I don't know what it is. It's just white powder on the outside of my body. So like, is that magnesium? Is it potassium? Is it sodium? Calcium? Is it calcium? Yeah. You know, what is it? And and what's the that sort of ideal intake? And I think it goes back, um, you know, to one of the things that, you obviously said is you, you got to practice this shit mm-hmm. um and the, one of the ways that you practice like to figure out how much you, fluid you need to take is you weigh yourself before you exercise and you weigh yourself afterwards and yeah. you you, and you weigh what it was the how much that you drank so mm-hmm. that you know what the fluid loss you know it, it is and and uh and then you know you got to test out in a bunch of different conditions and yeah. you got to take your notes and and uh um and and the optimal intake is the is is what maintains weight. You don't gain weight and you don't lose weight. That would be quote optimal, right? Um,
1: if it's possible, <laughs> it's a it's it's a fine. Stop with your logic. It's a fine balance. <laughs> your, your, your your realism. Yeah. Well, one of the things I thought about doing on the last one is actually, but um, uh, uh, something was a little bit more satiating, like. Uh, I was thinking a bone broth because of the salt in it, mm-hmm. but also adding probably some form of carbohydrate in it as well. Okay. like a, they, they make this unflavored um, fractionated barley extract that works really well, or I think they have an unflavored sarasport or something to throw okay. into it. Cause I have that, that palate fatigue really gets me. Orange, orangey beef. Or not a orangey beef. Orangey, a, <laughs> orangey beef. It's <Orangey laughs> not, not going <laughs> to kill it this time.
0: I mean, one, something else to, to like look at with this, like, so right there, you're talking a little bit about, you know, maybe adding some calories mm-hmm. to this thing. And, and I think it's really important to differentiate between what you are trying to do with your, your fluid yeah. intake while you're doing, it. are are you trying to, you know, is it hydration or is it calories? Right. You know, what is, what are you after? And yeah, the, like. I'm going to have, when you, t- when you talk about like a two to 3% carbohydrate solution is ideal for absorption, that's fuck all in terms of calories. Yeah, it doesn't, it's like not I said, 40 yeah. to 50 calories per 500 milliliters. So 500 milliliters, 16 ounces. So, you know, you're basically, you know, let's just say 50 calories in your 20 ounce bottle on your bike. Yeah. Essentially. And that's, that's not that many calories. It's not enough. It's Yeah. It's not enough. for so,
1: prolonged exercise. Right?
0: Yeah. So, so, but the reason that those calories are going into the bottle is to facilitate absorption. Yes. So now, you have to, okay, my my drinks are not calories. Mm-hmm. My drinks are hydration. Mm-hmm. So my calories have to come from somewhere else. I want what I'm drinking to be palatable,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even late. Right. The bone broth may, might be all right. I mean, you might have to dilute it a...
1: a teeny bit. Yeah, oh, and, bit and more than, that was kind of the thing is the control. I, I really like that aspect of like, there is not one all-in-one thing that you can just drink and it yeah. solves the problem. And that, and one of the first lessons I learned up front is always have plain water yeah. because you can always stomach that. Yep. And then you can also, if your thing is bad or I mixed incorrectly or it's feeling weird, and once you get a feel for it, like, oh, man, I, I just don't feel quite right, I can always balance it out. I can always oh, take, you can take some of the water and pour yeah, it take in the some of block. this yeah. and I can kind of like swig back and forth so that it's diluted a little bit. If I mixed it too strong or for whatever reason, the heat is strong or I need a stronger concentration of it and I need less water, the, the having just water with you is absolutely a good thing. Yeah. And it's um, also because,
0: you know, in hot conditions, it can be helpful to put some of that on you. Yeah. yeah. And you're not going to do that with drink mix or you're going be- <laughs> to...
1: Sticky and disgusting. You're going to be
0: sticky and disgusting. And what am I might do with bone broth. That might be no. no. <laughs> Rub it all <laughs> over you. Uh, You'll be getting chased by cattle dogs <laughs> and shit.
1: There's, uh, there's something um, because I, I break up food too. Like food is an in time period. Like I can handle solid food up front and therefore it becomes more and more liquid like. And that, these are all aspects. It, it's a moving target and you are moving. at the same time so there's a lot of and your physio your internal sort of landscape let's mm -hmm. say is
0: changing yeah as well
1: yeah and there's the the other thing is like dirt you mentioned i think the hygiene thing like the taking care of yourself is a really hard thing to learn because you generally need to take in all this stuff at the exact wrong moments like It's always, you know, oh, at the top of the climb after the hard effort, I should probably take in some glucose. I can't do it during. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, eating my stem. Yeah. And so when I get to the top, now's the time. But that's the time that everybody's putting on their jackets and descending like a fucking madman because everybody wants to break up the group. And if it's gravel, uh, I'm not. Even thinking about taking my hands off the handlebars. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And if I don't make this break, I'm talking about doing 33% more work for the entirety of, you know, whatever four hours are remaining. Is it what I got trapped into? So I need to dig a pretty deep hole right now. Or I just plan (laughs) ahead and know like, hey, up front or this, I look at the terrain and I know, man, I want to be in the front group on this climb. And when I get over the top, I'm gonna to have to stay in that front group. So I want calories that's more in the form of something that I grab, not something that I have to open. But normally, like, oh, it's a flat course. Cool. I'm gonna have a fucking sandwich because yeah. I can pull that. Like, I looked at the terrain and I know this allows this kind of behavior. Fuck, one of those races. I, th- I think it was a Tour of Park City,
0: and they handed up these bags, <laughs> and there was, I mean, it was there was a sandwich. Like, you know, two bottles, a sandwich, and a bag of potato chips. (laughs) I'm stopping having a (laughs) big Exactly.
1: Those chips were good, though. (laughs) I I had potato chips on uh, Rebecca's on the last stand. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Fuck it. Nothing's working. I'm going to try this. (laughs) Yeah. And if nothing else, I'm going to get some potato chips.
0: (laughs) Do you have some sort of dip for this? (laughs) Salsa? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I, um, it's an interesting thing watching, uh, you know, because I, I think in many of these races, depending on the duration, obviously, mm. you can, you, you're going to get dehydrated, right? Mm. So, uh, I don't know. The rule I follow is, you know, okay, if I'm thirsty, I drink. Mm-hmm. If I'm not thirsty, I don't I'm not going to force it. Mm. Um, I think RPI last year, so I finished in five hours and yep. something, five hours, 20. I can't remember. That was 5.15,
1: five I think.
0: Okay, but so whatever. So five hours, and I started with two twenty-ounce bottles. I got one uh, hand up from Rebecca. Mm-hmm. At you know, so whatever that is, sixty ounces mm-hmm. total for five um, hours. For five hours, totally fine. I Meaning, you know, and then but 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 also establishes the requirement to rehydrate mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, partially for. I mean, there's a there's a. a, a Happily that you know that, that that big day was the last day, mm-hmm. um, of the stage race. So I didn't necess- I wasn't like competing the next day. But after the first, you know, stage one, it's like okay, uh, it, you know, if, if I am hydrated, then I can actually absorb glucose better. You know, so when I eat my carbohydrates and mm-hmm. to reload glycogen because I got to fucking race again the next day, um, I need to. You know, hydration is probably one of the first things to take take care of post effort, uh, and and just talking. Um, uh, so I had a little conversation with Payson About his white rim Oh F- right F- yeah. FKT mm. And um, Yeah one bottle on the bike One in his jersey pocket mm. That was it um, <laughs> and cool, then, but
1: cool conditions r- Yeah relative. Started really early Even with like a vest on
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah so there's So you know Manipulated it but then afterwards he'd said, "Oh yeah, I did drink a gallon of water you know within the, na- within yeah. the you know the first hour after stopping." Um, which, yeah, if you have trained yourself to do that and to tolerate it, you know, good thing, but um, but but he's purposefully digging the hole, yeah, you know, and, and you uh, and, and it was totally you know it's self-supported it's 100 miles. Yeah, you know and bumpy terrain and five hours and 45 minutes and um i can't wait uh to watch the little uh video movie whatever you call it thing that they're yeah they're gonna gonna put out for that but um but so he dug the hole and i'm kind of kind of curious you know because with with keegan not i mean just because he's the case study of like the Mm new the the person figuring it out like we've spent a lot of time figuring it out right and so i look and and uh so he had a bottle on the bike, but he t- I think he said he didn't really drink. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, not, bef- not, he didn't drink enough before the race and then didn't really drink during, and I can understand. Um that. Rainy, So I'm yeah, kind of curious. Morning. Yeah, you just, I opened my mouth and I got yeah. my mouth wet, but um, th- that's not hydration. <laughs> and you can't take it on board through your skin either, uh, it turns uh, out. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like a, yeah, skin is permeable, mm. uh, semi-permeable. Is that what it is? Semi, yeah, semi-permeable, and but it's only one way, right? Like the last thing you want is like water getting in through your skin. But um, so I was kind of curious to ask him, like,
1: well, what he did afterwards. Uh, yeah, how I, I mean, imagine it goes with most new people that do it. They, they, you know, they get their drinks. Sometimes they overdo it. Uh, they drink too much. That's that's rare because you're usually so nervous about the actual thing yeah. that they forget to drink. But then how I see it is they forget to drink, forget to drink, and then they try to make it up yeah, by like I gotta catch up. guzzling, guzzling, guzzling. And then that is the exact wrong approach because um, that's not how – you, you your body's not like, I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot, and then suddenly sheds you know yeah. a gallon of water. It, it just – it happens over time, so you have to replace it over time because your stomach has to handle all this stuff. And once that happens, there's some cramping issues. I haven't talked to him about it either, but it would be interesting to see. And the guzzling thing, it's just like, you know. I,
0: uh, if you, you can guzzle,
1: you, you're going too slow is my.
0: Well, there's that, <laughs> but also it's, it's, you know, that, that much intake at uh, in a single shot definitely inhibits gastric emptying. So yes. it's going to sit in your, like yeah, the, slush, the more volume you yeah. take in, in one mm-hmm. bolus, let's say, mm-hmm. um, the, the longer it's going to sit in your stomach. There was a conversation we had, um, I remember, with Kirk Albers um, about like eating and drinking on the bike. Mm -hmm. And he he said for him, uh, and this was actually the first time that I'd heard it put into words so concisely, was uh, he said, oh yeah, 18 miles an hour, totally easy. I can go three, four hours without eating or drinking. Yeah, okay. 20, 21 miles an hour, I have to eat to finish. So it's very pace dependent. He's just yeah. like, I need I need to eat my way through this race because I'm spending so much energy. Uh, so much more really energy. Yeah. But at the lower pace, and that's why like, okay, season's over, whatever, and you're going out in the fall and mm-hmm. you're don't even put a bottle on your bike, even though you're gonna go for three or four hours, it doesn't matter because yeah. you're not going hard. No. A it's cooler, and B, you're not going hard because you you know, it's just fun now. Yeah. There's no like all the racing for the year's done. And so you don't really need to eat or drink that much but those early times where you're trying to you yeah. know find your fitness <laughs>
1: Have you ever it, found it? <laughs> I, I Just that once. <laughs> just one time. And then I fucking lost it again.
0: I don't know where I put it. I always say that I put it in a
1: place where I'm going to remember where it is. Yeah. I'm going to put it in that secret place where I'll know where it is and then I can't find it. That That is a testament to this whole ordeal. Like I have learned these lessons before and they took a really long time to learn. Like yeah. Hundreds of races before I was okay, I think I understand how to just take care of myself. And that's, uh, I think once you realize that, you also realize that you cannot help anybody else. That like this advice, yeah, if somebody asks, you tell them what you do. You share information. Yeah. But I'm not on a platform telling people out there, hey, don't drink your water. It'll fuck you up. Or don't, you know, you obviously have to take in something, but the practice more or less or not is just based off a feel. Like I don't force anything in. Nothing. that I have to force food in at some point, especially depending on the distance, but that's a new thing that I just barely started doing. Cause I think I've done it wrong and like for the past six or seven years. And so all these lessons and the other day i kind of like, I was going to chicken out on the ride on a rainy day. And it was one of those things like, fuck, I forgot how to ride in the rain. And it is different. Like you take care of yourself differently. Yeah. So I headed out in it anyway and, and it was kind of funny because I thought I was gonna, I, I was literally, I'm gonna go to the bottom of the hill and just come back up and just be like, yeah, it sucked. But at, once I got down there and I was like, well, I can warm up a little bit. So after I got the chills out and wasn't shaking uncontrollably, <laughs> oh, I figured out my temperature balance. And then it was like, I can stay out until I lose that. Yeah. And so I stayed out and then it was a matter of, oh, I'm out long enough that actually I need to think about drinking something. So I'm glad I, like, it was just a cascade of, cool, I bought myself into a new problem that I need to remember how to deal with. Yeah, And that that becomes what endurance is to me. It's like, it, it's a game that you're playing, you're, you're just playing against yourself. Like, it's a strategy game. How can I get this much in and trick myself into doing this much more? And then I can buy into the next thing. And can
0: I manipulate my psychology with, you know, Food intake of mm-hmm. some kind, or calories, or maybe it's the carbohydrate rinse kind or, of or self talk too. Or um
1: no, that'll just be mean. Well, I <laughs> I mean self talk <laughs> is in the like I use it as kind of a game. Like if I tick off this, then I'll grab this, and if I tick off this, then I'll grab this. Ah, got so, it. A okay, lot of those so, so setting milestones for which you re- you
0: reward yourself.
1: Yeah, if I make it out ninety okay. minutes, cool, I can eat. Right. Like because I'm gonna need it, and if I make it out two and a half hours, okay, I can eat again. Uh, and then, you know, three and a half hours, cool. And then if I make it to four, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I was writing for four hours really hard. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> going for pizza. Uh, well, yeah, it's a, well, it's a self-talk thing along the way too. It's just like, do I need this? No, I don't need this. Do I need this? If I get this, I want to quit right now. But I just ate 400 calories in gummy bears. So now I have to keep going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the damn gummy bears. Yeah. Um, it, then I blow it,
1: a tire and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get fat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always, you know, get unfat. True. <laughs> if you find that, you know, if you find your fitness, you'll, you'll have lost your, <laughs> lost your fatness. Pretty sure. <laughs> uh, think things, that's how it works. That, I think mean, that's that's how it works. But the 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 I think having the and and this was you know sometimes more important in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, was to figure out that what what intake was appropriate to, you know, to uh, manage like satiety mm-hmm. signaling for one, but also um, as a reward. In a sense. Mm. Or okay, I'm gonna and I and I think I was talking with Payson about this, about the, the, the eating order, like it uh first off of you know, hey, if if, if you're trying to lose weight, then the meal composition should be mm-hmm. like eat the stuff that triggers the satiety enzymes up front. Yeah. You know, eat that or eat that early in the meal. So eat an avocado mm-hmm. and then wait and then see how hungry you are. Boiled you know? chicken breast that
1: do
0: <laughs> That'll make you not want to eat, yeah. But that's that's a different kind of
1: uh not wanting to eat. That doesn't have anything to yeah. do with satiety signaling that well, has to actually, do with. Well, like so stewed chicken and broth really helps. Like if I eat that up front, uh-huh. to I it's really hard to eat after that. Okay. So I would always, you know, the
0: for, for me, like I'm trying to okay, I've got a 3-hour stop here you know, for three hours while we melt all the snow mm-hmm. to get all the water that we need to continue. Um, so I've got a three-hour feeding window. If I eat too much stuff that makes me feel full up front... You can't get enough in. Then I can't get enough in. So it's going to start with something salty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's You know, maybe it's a chicken bouillon or something like that. Yep. Something salty that, you know, t- triggers the appetite a little bit. Interesting. And, and then something to settle the stomach. And then, you know, all, and, 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 and never... You know, dump a whole bunch of carbohydrates, you know, in all at once. It's all gotta right. be, be sort of sp- spread out. But I'm but I'm trying to make myself, you know, eat more mm-hmm. the carbohydrate. You know, if I eat carbohydrates after if the first thing I eat a- after the 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 broth or whatever is carbohydrate, then it's gonna I'm gonna keep getting hungry. If the first thing I eat is fat, right, it it, it will know. have the opposite effect. I'll have like a big dose of calories, but then I won't get enough more. Right. That's the reverse of, you know, the weight loss thing. But I think, you know, during effort, it's also important to manipulate the flavor. I mean, mm-hmm. flavor fatigue is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And you will voluntarily dehydrate and, you know, and underfeed if your shit doesn't taste good or you're sick of it. Right. So, and that doesn't mean like, you know, switch from wild berry to orange at mile 50 <laughs> or, you know, whatever. It's not like, it, it, it's not that because it's all still too sweet and it can be mm-hmm. really, really hard to take this take
1: that stuff in after a while
0: so figuring out okay a balance of uh salty or savory or
1: well i I think you mentioned it on mountain days which is like a very i mean probably something that i've never even thought about about okay we're only stopping for this this is my window i think about it in like any kind of stage race or multi-day event thing as soon as the event ends I obviously haven't eaten fully. Let That's the right. sport of eating begin. <laughs> right. And if you do it incorrectly, it doesn't work. Like yeah. if I'm, if I'm, you know, go out, have, have my salad first, and like I'm already, I'm not going to get enough food in. And so it is a matter of, um, I, I, my strategy for that is usually to mix sweet and salty, like right at the same time. So okay, some kind obviously go to a restaurant or something. It's some kind of bread with salt and sauce or some kind of dip, but I'll, Actually, ordered desserts up front too, because I know, like, if I just switch back and forth of those the whole time, I can get in so much more food. Yeah, and that that trick, um, I I did it in France, and I got really mad because I ordered a pizza and they gave me a fucking salad. But they, (laughs) it was like the biggest disappointment of my life. That's it it was, and I was like, "Is this? Are you saying something?" Like, yeah, passive aggressive. No, they just totally misunderstood (laughs) what I said. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Um, but I got this at a Rob Wolf's book talking about, um, the, the palate fatigue thing the wired to eat. And he Mm -hmm. was talking specifically about how, um, he was watching man versus food and this guy was eating this like five gallon thing of ice cream and he's just like getting sick. You can see him getting green. He's about to puke all this dairy up and he orders some fries and they're like, well, that's not part of the challenge. You got to like that's more food. And he, so he eats some hot, crispy, salty fries, boom, he can go back and start eating again. And then whenever he starts to feel sick, he'll eat a fry and that salty sweet thing back and forth yeah. allows you to shove food in. So it's, like it's a, it's a powerful mechanism. And we do think about when, whether you're talking about weight gain or weight loss, there's a strategy that reduces the stress of it. And if you can reduce the stress of eating, then you can do a lot more because stress is stress yeah so up front like when i'm you know cutting weight or losing weight or just trying to be mindful in maintenance the strategy should be i think the the knee-jerk reaction to eating if i'm maintaining or losing weight should be to satiate myself as soon as possible so that i don't have a tendency to overeat so up front it's generally like you say like you know some kind of fat up front so that i can start the release of those satiety enzymes or for me a mixture of fat and protein up front so you know you go to thai restaurant it's chicken saute you go to a mediterranean i'll order a shish kebab with some hummus and olive oil up front just to start that process and what i do notice is that no matter what i get to the entree and i'm i just i guess i'm just not that hungry today But it is a trick and then i watch other people and their behavior and it's all carbohydrate up front it's all everything up front and then when they get to their dinner they plow through their dinner and then they can get dessert because now they're they're full but now they're just switching from salty to sweet so they're able to shove it in (laughs) and it's just a behavioral problem it's just a well it's a lack of attention which everything that we're talking about is yeah i mean every problem that i've had in a race is not the thing that I took's fault, it's my lack of attention and self-awareness. And it's just playing out in the form of my leg is cramping up to the point where I can't walk anymore or whatever. And then you have the negative association
0: with whatever it was that you ate or drank. Um, with you because you made me do that race yeah, you?
1: <laughs> 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 just blame mark yeah. over and over
0: it, which if you know if that gets you up that last hill that's fine that yeah. didn't help it, it didn't there help wasn't it.
1: enough anger in there well there was there was enough anger what there wasn't was enough horsepower <laughs> energy to express that anger <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I was walking faster than I was actually riding did you end up walking a little bit uh, only only because on one of the sections when I fell off Cause my legs were cramping Oh, up. out there like mile 47, 48, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That fucking, that little yeah. steep thing. Oh, well I, I fell off and then I was like, oh shit, I can't start again. Cause I can't stand on the pedals. Yeah. So I had to walk to the top of the hill and then go. But other than okay. that, it wasn't, it wasn't too much. So there was one point where I fell off cause I was going so slow legitimately. Wow. Which I think is less than three miles an hour on a bike. You'll fall over. Is that it? I think yeah. that's the, <laughs> like <laughs> approaching three uh kong in that, that to that point that's a really interesting point like this is a preparation thing and now that i've i've felt that i've incorporated the problem into my riding yeah now when i climb i only stay seated which before yeah. when you're road racing man i would try to stand as much as possible to alleviate the muscle groups that are firing yeah in the exact the, same shift, shift the load around yeah and i don't think we mentioned that but that that the problem shifts from you know, especially when talking specifically about muscle groups cramping spontaneously, and and that is probably the biggest performance deterrent that I face, um, and most people face in long endurance, of it, especially when you're you know my size and you come from the sports that I do, that becomes the inherent problem. Um, there's a race to call it a hydration problem because you can get sold hydration stuff. Yeah. But the underlining thing is: a, we don't know. Oh, B, water. <laughs> it's probably a neurological problem. Uh, like we mentioned, it's over firing. It's this kind of thing. So the only strategy isn't just what I can take in; it's how how I use my body for efficiency during the activity. This means spinning cadence. This means position on the bike in running. It's stride length, or it's running uphill, or it's running downhill. All of those things are a factor like I, I i've noticed this in running races i have a tendency to cramp after i run downhill because the impact is so much greater on the muscle like yeah. the, there's, it's more yeah. and i feel great i'm running faster than i should because it's easy to do so i'm not i'm no longer limited by my heart and lungs i'm now limited by my leg speed And the impact of that, and then as soon as I start running flat or running uphill again, uh uh-oh, my legs start tingling a little bit. Quads. Yeah, just a tiny bit. And on a bike, I never faced that before about, like, I can't stand on gravel. You'll just slip the wheel. Yeah. So, and there's some situations where you can, but the steepness of most climbs where you need to stand, you can't. And so you just have to grind it out in the seated position, and that is just overwhelming the same system over and over again. And you're... You know, unless you're super
0: smart, you're you're going to be overgeared. Yeah, I mean, like you're, mm-hmm. it, it, it'll never be easy enough. <laughs> no. Right? If you're using a, you know, there's, and I know for, you know, certain races. Okay, this is the gearing that I need, and mm-hmm. this is okay. I'm, I'm racing in Michigan on a mountain bike, and so I'm I can have a bigger chain ring up front. Yeah, than I could here in Utah because the hills are short. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I had like a three different, I think when we were in, by the time, I, so, so Israel with the mountain bike first, I had like one chain ring and then got a small one or a bigger one for Michigan and then had that on the bike when I came back after that job to Utah mm-hmm. and realized like, oh, okay. <laughs> this doesn't work. This doesn't work, I need to go, you know, whatever. But the it, it's something um, where you're talking about you know, adapting the training so that it mimics more closely the actual event. We we're riding today, you know, Joe mm-hmm. came to town, so I wish he could have come because it was fun. Naturally, um, you hit the canyon. No, I wish I had too much, I too much. Yeah, sad,
1: too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but Ben Treasure came and then we ran into this kid, Evan, um, that Joe has directed uh, at the Joe at the Martin race in Arkansas last year and at Redlands this year um so young kid freshman of college good racer he's on his son going you know early he's headed over to europe um to race for the year and uh and ran into each other and he had just started his ride and so he came with us and he had he had uh some hill intervals he said that he had to <laughs> that he had to do today um he didn't do them with us right. but that meant that uh you know, so we were together for two and a half hours and then he was going to do the hill intervals up City Creek after that. <laughs> so now he's doing the work mm-hmm. deep into the training yeah. session. Which okay, that more closely. Mm-hmm. You know, that most people are just gonna like, Okay, I'm gonna fucking warm up, I'm gonna do these hills, you know, I'm gonna warm up for half an hour, I'm gonna do my hill, you know, three times ten minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I'll do the two hours easy afterwards. Yeah. But that's not how it works. No, you know, on, <laughs> the, mimic on, anything. on the day that yeah. just is convenient and easy. Um, so you do the coffee shop ride first, and mm-hmm. then the hard work, or you, you know, or or you know, have the motor pacing person, you know, meet you out there. It doesn't start immediately. Like you want to do the motor pacing, pretty right. deep in, you know, two three hours, um, to you know, develop the fatigue first, mm-hmm. and to and it, so that you know that you can fucking hit that. You can put out that amount of horsepower that deep
1: into the when you need to when it'll count yeah it doesn't really ever count up front no <laughs> no i mean you need to be able to go fast because you might not ever i also think and when we're talking about endurance like that is the model that builds psychological endurance is increasing that fatigue model like getting like yeah. not only is your body becoming more and for fatigue but your brain is becoming more and more fatigued you've had to decide x amount of times not to quit and that is endurance like that that's that's where it all starts or make good good decisions you know
0: in in the activity Mm -hmm. not just effort you know the the, you know the the effort itself but um you know the quit don't quit argument you know that might be the most costly but then if you're if you're riding it's in the group or Mm -hmm. you know maybe you're on your own and and you got to you know pay a lot more attention to the terrain because it is gravel it is single track it is Mm -hmm. like more technical for the running like you can't like you can kind of zone out running on the road Mm -hmm. but you know a a a more technical trail or whatever where foot placement matters and you've got to be constantly like looking down the trail and then zooming back you know Mm -hmm. in closer to what's in front of your feet and then zoom out and then zoom in and zoom out like that is a tiring thing Mm -hmm. so to You know, to then train your train intensity on top of that fatigue, that's uh, that that that's more like it. Really happens when you know you are required to perform.
1: Nice. Did we just do an educational bit? Is that the first one that we did? To us, well, we are the greatest fitness podcast in the world. So, damn. (laughs) <laughs> Drop a knowledge bombs suddenly we get really positive about helping people but yeah exactly um <laughs> well, what then where is that a fake it till you make it thing it, we're the great <laughs> we're the, we just keep
0: saying it and then pretty soon people will be like hey have you heard the greatest fitness podcast in the world and we're like no what are they talking about oh behavioral economics <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> speaking of yeah we need to get matthew back on oh yeah because he uh he left me a voicemail the other day and talked about uh, um, th- some models of mental fatigue based on physiological issues. Oh, yeah, pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. That, yeah. Well, that sums it up. So,
0: um, I'll put some hydration stuff up, uh, some some real like sciencey
1: shit up in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> we may put them on the site. I I mean, uh, there there could be some interesting things to list for endurance, but I would not Well, our show notes—we'll call it show notes—and when people figure out there are no show notes, maybe they'll go to our website. Maybe they'll. they'll yeah. What is that website again? Uh, nonprofit.media. Crazy. How do you profit? Right. P r. PR, yeah, non p r o p h e t. What did What did right. Trevor say? Out of the desert, not out of something else not out of money yeah perfect <laughs>
0: so yeah there's there's uh, plenty th- to read on that on that uh on the nonprofit.media site uh both in the journal section and in the space section yes um some interesting sort of uh analyses of different workouts that you know sometimes get done yeah and or it's uh,
1: becoming quickly and just esoteric questions that I ask myself that <laughs> <laughs> running out of points to make with exercise, should, which should also illuminate the thing about exercise. Yeah. That it's that only so many questions you can
0: ask. And it's really not that hard. Right. It is, a, and, uh, okay. So there's, there's, there's that, um, yeah, I might actually do, I got. I have, I, I
1: can worked my ass off on this hydration stuff back in the day like, yeah, like yeah. five years ago well, it's still relevant like I don't think anything has actually changed no. now that I look at it I'm with fresh eyes and perspective it's like yeah. oh yeah this is where I left it
0: yeah so, and, and talking with I people know. I mean people, it, you know it's still the same stuff mm-hmm. you know the, the it, people are still having the same issues so clearly there's not a solution you know there's not right. like this like magic solution that is working for everyone yeah and I'm not uh, about
1: to carry pickle juice with me so Yeah, Yeah, I think I think maybe a Cholula packet. (laughs) Squirt that in your
0: mouth. I'm just, I just think, just just stab yourself with a fork. (laughs) (laughs) That'd work. Maybe a little bit more messy though. (laughs) Or maybe that's where the EpiPen would come in handy. (laughs) Just just pure (laughs) adrenaline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that
1: wouldn't help. It would just like be a one big Charlie horse. Yeah, and it would last a. Fifteen seconds.
0: I was going to say less long than the mashed potatoes Uh, and cake frosting. Um,
1: (laughs) Need twelve epipens to go,
0: or one can of Coca-Cola.
1: Right. All right. Um, On that note, let's go uh,
0: (laughs) drink some really weirdly flavored liquids. In in, for the you know in the name of
1: science. (laughs) Name of science. All right. (laughs) Next time.